After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from Bayer. All right, what is up, Aggies fans? It's time for another Aggies Daily Blitz for today, Monday, October 4th. It's a beautiful day here in North Texas. It's a beautiful day down in College Station, but it is not a beautiful day for the Texas A&M Aggies football team as, of course, we know what happened Saturday. Devastating, devastating loss to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, giving the Aggies now two losses on the season. They've fallen out of the top 25, rightfully so. This team is not a top 25 football team. That's pretty evident by what we saw on Saturday and really what we've seen all year. I think they were kind of riding that wave of being so highly ranked in the preseason. I don't know that they really ever deserved to be a top you know, 10 team even going into the preseason, going into this regular season. Um, I just don't know what how to fix it. That's the issue here is how do you fix it? The team's decimated with injuries. It's an incredibly young offensive line. Um, I'm seeing a lot of crap here about Jimbo Fisher, fire Jimbo Fisher. Well, they're not going to fire Jimbo Fisher. Come on now. And I don't even know if this is necessarily all his fault. Yes, he's the head coach. He's going to be the guy that gets the blame. But what really are the issues with the Aggies football team right now? Where, where is the problem? And how do you fix it? Well, first and foremost, the problem is inexperience. The problem is you graduated three-quarters of your badass offensive line. Um, and they're gone. And you didn't really have anybody here to replace them uh, other than redshirt freshman, true freshman. Is that on the coaching staff? Is that on Jimbo Fisher? I mean that you gotta if you gotta place the blame somewhere, I'll say probably yes, because you know you, you have to anticipate things like that. Jimbo Fisher's been a college coach for a long time. He knows better than that. But if the talent's not there, it's not there. There's nothing he can do. Yes, he's recruiting. There are guys coming up, and there are guys on this team that are going to be good. They're just not good yet. Um, and that's the thing about college football. It's, this isn't pro football. You don't sign a guy for five years, and you've got him all five years. He's going to be good. You've got graduation happening in college. So you got a guy that's good for three or four years. If he's good for four years, that's incredible. If he's good for two years, that's more normal. If you have them for three, hey, you're golden. So the fact that you graduated three-quarters of your offensive line from last season, you know, it is what it is. You lost your three-plus-year starter in Kellen Mond to the NFL, to graduation, and to the NFL draft. He's now in Minnesota. Probably should be starting, if you ask me. But, uh, hey, that's a different show for a different day. Um, you lost Kellen Mond. That's probably the biggest thing. The biggest issue the Aggies are dealing with is the quarterback position. But we knew that going into 
spring and into fall, right? You had Calzada, you had King. Calzada's, what, in his third year now? Yet he lost out to a younger guy uh, for the starting quarterback position. I don't care how close they say it was in spring and in fall. King is heads and tails above the uh, Calzada right now. And we haven't even really seen King play him. He got hurt pretty early on, right? Um, so I don't even know if King is the answer to all of this mess. We don't, we don't know that for sure. We haven't seen him enough. Um, but I, it's not all bad, okay? So this, this season's a lost season for sure. We know that. It's not going to get any better. But there are some positives we can take away from this. Um, number one, those younger players that we just talked about, they're going to get a chance to play more now. They're going to get a chance maybe to develop quicker because they're going to get more playing time than what they had, what they would have seen if this was a contending team, if this was a top 10 team. Um, so they might develop now faster than what they would have if this team hadn't lost one or both games now that they played in the SEC. Um, the game against Alabama this weekend, you know, it's pretty meaningless in the whole grand scheme of things because it's not going to be a battle for the SEC West. Um, Alabama's Alabama. They're going to be good. Got a high, their first year quarterback's a Heisman contender. Um, you know, we don't have that here, but. The, the game, just because it doesn't mean anything, doesn't mean that it's not going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch because I think I said this uh, Saturday on my reaction video, but, man, A&M's got nothing to lose. They really have nothing to play for other than just to win and for pride, and maybe they're looking for a statement game now that they've lost to Arkansas and Mississippi State. You need an, you need an SEC statement game. Maybe they want Alabama to be that. Maybe that's what they're looking for. So they're going to be loose. Uh, you would think play calling wise, you got nothing to lose. So um, it, it's balls out, man. Uh, and they could very well now be overlooked by Alabama as just another stepping stone on their, their way to the college football playoffs. We saw what Florida was able to do, to do against them. And now look at Florida. Uh, Florida's... Florida's in the same boat as A&M is. So, um, you know, this could be an interesting game, though, the Alabama game this weekend. We'll be watching it. We'll be covering it. Um, but, yeah, just the teams, really, like I said, nothing to, to lose. And uh, Alabama could overlook them because of that. And I really hope Jimbo takes advantage of this situation and they just play the game of their lives. And just keep it close. If they just keep it close, you know, if you, even if they lose, if you can lose by 10 points or 14 points, I think that's a win for the Aggies. Um, but all of that said, now moving forward with the 3-2 and two record out of the top 25, this season should be a whole lot less stressful now. Um, and that should help you develop those young players. Maybe some of the pressure is now off Zach Calzada. To, I mean, he'll play a little more loose now. Again, you're not playing for anything. You're out of it. You're done. Your season's over. So let's uh, let's see if Jimbo can adjust the game plan, adjust the offense a little bit so that Calzada's a little more experienced 
Uh, he can gain some experience. He's a little more relaxed. He's a little more confident. You got to give this kid some confidence, man. You've got to. Uh, I know during the Mississippi State game, I was live tweeting it for allaggies.com. And uh, I, I made a post that said, or a tweet that said, uh, Zach Calzada looks like he forgot how to play football again. Because I think I tweeted that earlier in the year, probably against the Colorado game, or in the Colorado game. And uh, Zach's dad was nice enough to direct message me on Twitter, just with a little emoticon thing with the, you know what I'm talking about. You guys know which one I'm talking about. So I just replied to him. I said, man, hey, look, nothing personal. Just this, this whole team's a mess in general. Um, you know, and I apologize. I said, you know, I said it wasn't anything personal. And he replied very nicely. He says, yeah, I know. Just a lot of people forget these are actual people and these are young kids. And so we had a good conversation after that. But I thought that was nice of him to reply to me. And we had a nice little back and forth. And uh, he's a super, super cool dude. And I got nothing against Zach as a, as a kid, of course. And, again, we do have to remember these are all young kids. All right? These aren't pro football players. Sometimes I think that as fans we treat them as such, but these are young kids, man. I got kids older than these guys, so it's uh, it's tough to think about it like like that sometimes. So yeah, you know the Aggies should be prepared. They should be, you know, I won't say confident, but uh, they should be more relaxed heading into the game. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit of quickly here as we wrap things up. Whose fault is it? that all of this happened. That's how we started the show. Is it Jimbo? Is it Calzada? Is it Haynes King for getting hurt? Is it Kellen Mond for graduating? I mean, I don't, I don't really know the answer to that, but I don't think you can put all of the blame on Zach Calzada as I sort of have done all season. Again, he's not playing with a great offensive line. Um, you would like to think that after all the reps that he's got now in practice, and all the preparation he's got, that he would be a little more confident and comfortable in the offense. That's not happened. Um, for whatever reason. That's on Jimbo. That's on Jimbo Fisher to, to make adjustments to fit his abilities. We all know that King was the running mobile quarterback. That's why he got picked ahead of Calzada. Well, we were told that's why he got picked out of, ahead of Calzada. We might be seeing some of the other reasons now, but... Um, so it's up to Jimbo to adjust the offense, to adjust the schemes, to give him maybe some less, less reads. Cause he's not comfortable reading the defenses. You got to get him some quick throws. They did a little bit of that against Mississippi, a lot of dinking and dunking and underneath throws. Um, and that's, but for whatever reason, he has not become comfortable with the offense, comfortable in his position as a starting quarterback. He's not comfortable in the pocket. He has zero pocket awareness. He locks in on his receivers. Again, that's all stuff that's got to be taught. And if it can't be taught, then it's time to start looking at somebody else. So I don't have the timeline yet of Haynes King and when he's supposed to be back. Uh, with the the, uh, the condition this team is in physically, you know, I don't know that I'd be rushing him back because there's really no point. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll see if we can't get an answer from Jimbo on that here in the next couple of weeks with a timeline and if he even wants King to come back right now. Um, even when he's ready, he may have him sit out uh, just for health health reasons. Um, but uh, that's, those are my thoughts on what's happening right now with the Aggies program and going into the Alabama game. If you want a prediction for the Alabama game, I'll do that later in the week when I do the, uh, the kind of the getting to know your enemy uh, deal. And I'll give you my score prediction. We'll also have our staff predictions for – 
All of the uh, writing staff at allaggies.com will have that up on Friday uh, for what's going to happen in the game and the scores and things like that. So look for that at allaggies.com. Make sure you're tuned in to allaggies.com for all of the latest on Aggies news. Interviews, coaching, players, things like that. Check it out multiple times per day. Follow All Aggies on Twitter. Uh, follow me on Twitter at IndyCarTim. We appreciate you tuning into the Aggies Blitzcast today. We'll do it again tomorrow with something else. May have some uh, some updated information on Calzada and the offense and Daryl Dickey and what's going on with all that. But until tomorrow, we'll see you.